Welcome to Jeff in Motion. It is the last Monday morning at my old job. The job that uh, I've been getting slowly more and more sick of over the last two and a half years. I realized late last week that they're not hiring a replacement for me because either that or they don't feel the need for me to train them. Um, which is yet one more thing to add to a long list of things that have made me feel utterly um, replaceable and ignored at that job. I know for a fact that my job is valued by the people directly supervising me, but the, uh, the, uh, head honchos, so to speak, have not shown that as much. It's going to be a long four days. I gave myself Friday off because that track pays on the 15th and the 30, or an, and the last day of the month. So my payday is on Thursday. And um, it's interesting. I've never had a pay schedule like that. And I hope I never do again. Because... It... Because when you get paid every other week, it's kind of like you get paid... twice a month. But it's not, actually. Um, It doesn't work out that way. And bills are scheduled for people who get paid bi-weekly, generally. So there are times when I have... Because weekends. Everyone can admit weekends are when you spend your money. That's when you go, like, do grocery shopping. That's when you go to Target and get household items. That's when you're more likely to go out to eat. Weekends are when you spend your money. Um, with this pace schedule, there have been times where I have to go, like, three weekends without a pay period, and, uh, it's harsh, it's rough, um, it is a pay schedule that, if you are just kind of getting by, really, really is rough. But enough about that. My next job does not have that pay schedule. So, thumbs up all the way around. I've only got one more paycheck to worry about with these guys. One thing I'm a little concerned about is uh, I do a lot of my homework at work right now like a lot of it Um, and most of it's during my lunch breaks but some days you know AdTrack it's very cyclical as far as to when it's busy like uh, the season coming up November, December is always crazy and um, I've got I'll talk about my guilt about leaving in a minute but there are also like summer uh, things like that 
it is rough, or it is rough how little there is to do sometimes. And I'm sure that's one of the reasons I, a replacement is not being hired for me right away, and will more than likely be hired um, mid to late November. But, I mean, a smart person would hire a new guy or girl when it's slow so they can, you know, be good at their job by the time it gets... But, you know, it's not my place. Not my place. But there there are weeks when I do very little. um, And my job is to wait to be told to do a job. Um, I've asked, hey... I'm done. Let me know what he's done. And I will go for four or five hours until something is given to me. Um, And our job is not set up in such a way that there is a place for me to go to find something to do on my own. Um, So as long as I've got my bases covered, as long as I can justifiably say, hey, I'm doing my job by waiting to do my job, then I feel comfortable and confident to do things on my own time, like dick around on the internet, and more often than not, do homework. Um, and it's a system, one of, the, I mean, there there were nice things about AdTrack. Um, back when I was going to school, they were super flexible about my schedule. Like, I was able to go to class, um, like three classes and work there and they were cool with it. But, and like, they're always cool about me taking days off. Um, they're great things about the job. Um, and the fact that when I didn't have work to do, they were absolutely fine with me doing my homework, with me reading a book, with me getting on Reddit for a couple hours, um, with me basically running the podcast network, um, I mean, it's not on their servers, but I access our podcast servers from work and fiddle around in there, like, it's really, they've had, that's a great thing that they don't have issue with me doing that. I feel that the job I'm going to is not going to have the downtime. I feel like, uh, it is going to be more like a job that pe- what people think of when they think of jobs. You know, you go in, you do your job, you work, you know, you work at work. Which I don't have any issue with. Honestly, they're, the only concern I have is homework. Like, once I'm once school is over for this semester and then late summer next year um, for good, I'm not going to really have an issue being busy. Um, I can find time at home to do the podcast stuff because it doesn't take a lot of time to do. Or I can even do it during my lunch breaks at the new job. But homework, that is something I've got a genuine concern about because I haven't budgeted any time at home to do it. I, I, I get home from work, I hang out with my daughter, 
and my wife. Um, often my wife will go upstairs and take some sanity time because she's spent all day with my daughter, which, um, not that my daughter's awful by any means, but, you know, you try spending 12 or so hours with a three-year-old and see if you don't want a few hours to yourself. So I'll give that to her, and then after that, do a few chores, and then if my wife and I have the energy, we hang out. So I haven't really budgeted homework in there. Now, fortunately, with this new job, I am gaining, like, two hours to my day because it starts an hour later and the commute is half as long. So, yeah, I am gaining an extra two hours to every day, which is just a fucking godsend. Like, I can't even... I can't even express how excited I am to have an extra hour's sleep that's going to do so much for my just mental stability and oh god man there may, there are going to be nights where I get seven hours of sleep I haven't seen seven hours of sleep on a weekday in years literally But that's the thing about this new job. My biggest concerns are minor at best. (laughs) Oh no, I might have to, you know, work. That's what I want to do. I want to be great at what I do. I want to be someone that... I want to be a web developer slash graphic designer that people are trying to pull me away from my job to work for them. I want to be desirable. I want to be an employee that my employer will fight to keep. And a lot of that is pride. I I want to be proud of myself. I want to be proud of the work I do. Um, I want to be the best I can be. Um, I'm not going to say I want to be the best there is. Because that's like that. Being the best I can be is a attainable goal. Being the best that there is is a more nebulous. How do you gauge that? But being the best I can be is more like, I, can I work harder than I will? So actually, having to work at work is not really a concern. It's just something I need to factor as far as budgeting time to things. But oh, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, and another concern was finding health insurance for me and my family. But I've since talked to some people at my job, and that seems like it's not going to be as scary as I thought it was. So that's not really a concern anymore. Uh, yeah, it's only little things. It's only little things. And I mean, when I actually went there for the big long interview, there wasn't a space for me, but it's been three weeks since I confirmed my employment, so I assume they've thrown a computer on a desk somewhere. 
Um, that's not, and you know, maybe I won't have a windowsill for Herbert, um, my bonsai tree, but I also know that the office I'm moving into is temporary to the fact that they have a new office purchased. So that's not really a concern either. Like I keep trying, and I guess this is just who I am. I keep trying to find the downsides to this new job and I keep coming up blank. Um, and I think that it's more, instead of trying to find the downsides, I'm trying to find potential, uh, issues and hangups so I can pre-prepare to deal with them. That's kind of how I look at everything. Um, and like, I'm already meeting people that I work, that I'm going to be working with. Like, one guy that I'm going to be directly working with, I worked with at Best Buy, so I know he's cool. Another guy has been a friend of a friend um, for ages now, and I th- and the amount that I have been bugging him on Facebook, I definitely consider him my my friend. Uh, he is he is upgrade. He is he got enough ex- experience points to uh, evolve from acquaintance to friend over the last few months for sure in my book. Um, and. So yeah. Segway. I saw a few of the people that I will be working with at Mun Mom this weekend. Um, Mike's no Mike open mic with Mike's without Mike was a resounding success. Um, we got. I didn't actually get a final head count. We had over 30 people, uh, which is great. I think the highest we've ever had at a Mun Mom was close to 50, which we may have gotten there because it was tough to tell because we set up uh, four rows of seats around the mics and amp, around the mic and amps, and then there were tables with seating behind them. So we had a lot of the rows of chairs filled plus a handful of the tables with a decent amount of people at them. So, it did pretty well. Um, and from what I hear, uh, we our bar sales were high enough to justify us being there. So, um, that's great. And while our humble hosts had kind of given them uh, us their vote of confidence early... Like, they're like, you guys don't have to worry about a cover. We got you. Just bring people in. We want to be known as a cool place to go. Which, I actually got more nervous when they had faith in us than when I felt I had to prove myself. Or when mom had to prove itself. Because I felt confident in the open mic's ability to prove itself. I didn't feel as confident in the open mic's ability to live up to high expectations. It's only a very slight difference, but a difference is still. But we, you know, and the alcohol slash drinks, because they have soda and water there too, is incredibly respectably priced. Uh, I was 
absolutely floored by the price of the beverages that uh, we were selling. Um, if it had not come at a tight bill or a tight financial position, I would have had more than my one beer. Um, it's, it's great. It was absolutely great. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Excuse me. Had a little bit of a cold developing. Runny nose, scratchy throat. So I apologize. But we ended up with 13 total performers, which was great for our woo spooky Halloween. Uh, Mike's no mic open mic. Which um, I wore my go-to Are People Going to Be Wearing Costumes costume, which is a... Uh, brown and red striped uh, um, thermal shirt, which looks enough like the Freddy Krueger sweater that if I throw on the uh, replica glove and a brown fedora, I look enough like Freddy Krueger to pass as a costume. But if I just don't wear the fedora and glove... I just look like Jeff on any average day. So it's a pretty great go-to are people going to be dressing up or not costume because there's just two articles that I add to make it a costume versus just me in my everyday kind of clothing. And... I think only uh, three other people dressed up but what you gonna do the person who suggested it be a costume open mic didn't dress up you know who you are I don't know if you listen to this but I know your boyfriend does so give her some shit for me not really she's way too sensitive she'll cry um, but, uh, we, there are only two things that I would change about how that the open mic went. I would have had Bill sit up with the microphones to get it, to adjust it while people were using it or someone have someone sit at the dials because there were some people that were that ate the mic a little more so they could have been turned down there were some people that were pee popping the mic um, maybe we'll bring a windscreen to help avoid the uh, breathing noises and the pee popping um, because it was pretty intense um, you'll see when the videos go live which should happen in the next week or two um, I know Um, the wonderful and talented Justin Strasser was working on uh, getting a few of the open mic videos up last night but um, so we should have several of them up fairly early Uh, words Um, and the other thing I would change no regrets but um, Justin Strasser, who is one of our, our stars of the open mic, he never doesn't do something 
awesome. Um, he had just written down storytelling, and I did not have the foresight to ask him the tone of his story, and his story was very intense and sad. Um, so I chose him as our closer for the evening, and it would have been far better for him to close before intermission um, to bring the crowd down so they could go out to get a smoke and everything. Um, that was an error on my part to not check in with him as to the tone of his story. Um, and I don't regret, like, I don't, again, no regrets. I don't feel that he, like, ruined the mood or anything. I feel that I set him up for a negative reception, um, having just come off of, like, oh, the better part of three hours of high, um, energy comedy to, for him to then, and we also had our first, uh, kind of heckler, so to speak, but I'll talk to, on him in a minute, um, to come in off of that and then boom into, like, a, a very slow-paced, um, intense drama story, um, that was just an error on my part. And I feel had he been put earlier in the show, um, he would have gotten the reception he deserved. So, my apologies, Justin, I have talked to him about it, and he wasn't concerned in any way, but... That was just an error in hosting on my part. It was interesting because this was the first time that uh, I had kind of... Because I've always kind of taken it on as my own thing um, during the hosting part. But, you know, I always let Mike do the opening announcement. I always let Mike, um, you know, run the set list. And with this being the first Mike's No Mike open mic, without Mike, I, you know, I had Bill run audio, but after that, I kind of ran the show. And I liked doing that. Um, I did. I missed having Mike there. Um, he has much better handwriting than I do, um, so the, my set list was a little tough to read, but, <sighs> excuse me, and I like, I like, I don't like feeling, I, I get uncomfortable calling it my show, I get uncomfortable making it about me, I don't like it being about me, I like doing it. I like hosting. I like being larger than life. I like saying that it's about me on stage, but I don't want... I fear... I fear anyone actually thinking that I think that the show is my show or entirely about me. Um, I don't want to be that guy. Um, I violently don't want to be that guy. So, I mean, I, I am, it's going to be welcome when Mike can make it again. 
so that it can be mics, no mic, open mic, with mics. But I, I've got to admit to myself that I, I liked it. I, I liked what happened there. I liked running the show. Um, but enough about that. Um, I have a lot of trouble taking compliments about it. Um, I don't like... I will say thank you. But I get, I've gotten many compliments on my hosting air quotes abilities. But uh, be it a blessing or curse, being in front of the microphone, running the show, is something that comes. Just it is just me. It is a very natural environment for me. Um, and I didn't do a set per se. But I did a minute or two after most of the sets, so all in all, cut together, I had about a ten minute set there, but I didn't prepare in any way, and I think I like it better when I don't prepare in any way, when I just talk about what comes to my head while people are saying their sets. So... There, you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, I don't like people like you. You're very good at that, and thank you for doing it. I'm like, it's because it's something that I get so much pleasure out of doing. I don't, I don't want praise for it. I just like, no, it's just you know, it's just it's me. It's just, just what I'm doing. Like, if someone were to walk into my house and watch me playing a video game and being like, you're very good at that. Thank you for doing it. I'd just be like, nah, it's fine. It's a, thank you. But I, I'd be doing it without you here. Anyway, so, you know. But, um, the addition of the bar is welcome. It's a welcome addition. It's going to help people loosen up um, I know many, many people would hit the bar before they came to the open mic and after. So, it, it's really the logical choice is to go to a place with a bar. Um, the prices are stellar. And it's all ages room. So, we can have guys come in that are underage and they can buy water and soda at the bar because um, they're going to get ID'd. That's awesome. That is absolutely great. It is It is a rare find, not even for this area, in general, to find an all-ages room that still serves alcohol. Um, and I really hope... And, like... And I already know for a fact that we served our purpose there, which was to kind of get the name, get the uh, concept of the room out there. Um, before the show even started, I talked to a couple of our uh, younger regulars, um, our under-21s, and they were talking about, like, we are absolutely going to tell 
some of our favorite local bands to perform down here because so more often than not we can't go see them because they they perform at over 21 clubs I was like fuck yeah guys get you know talk to our patron uh matron no patron yeah our host and get get in there do it because it's a great room I mean it's set up kind of like a cafeteria it's not the best acoustically um it has a bit of an echo to it but if it's a ton of people it's all ages and there's alcohol there best of most worlds this being said there is a potential for people to get very drunk because like I said the alcohol is priced shockingly low for our area and the prices may rise as the show gets more popular um, I don't have that information and it is not my my choice my informa- my uh, decision to make I am just fine with them raising some of their prices because one of the first things I wondered was how are they making money at these prices I'm sure it's not top shelf liquor and the selection was not gigantic but I got a 24 ounce beer for a shockingly low price so this all being said we had a few people who spent under $20 and got blazed or no blazed is smoking um tanked uh and one of our lovely uh now that's patron Uh, one of our lovely patrons patriarch is that the word I was thinking of earlier fuck it it doesn't matter one of our lovely patrons had like seven uh liquor-filled drinks, and by the end of the set was, um, he, by definition, was heckling, he was shouting out to the performers, but it was only love, it was like, oh my god, this, I love you guys, you're handsome, just like, it was, it was full of love and positivity, but it was definitely, uh, Heckling. It was distracting. And it wasn't that bad. It wasn't he he wasn't that bad. But then he decided that he would like to go up. And he spent what felt like an eternity, but was probably closer to seven or eight minutes at the mic shouting about how much he loved the open mic and the performers and the audience members and he picked he spit, uh, picked out people from the crowd and said what he loved about them and how he would love to cuddle them and he did, he made an ass of himself but he had potential to do far far worse um, I never felt that I needed to, to, get, to stand up and get him to sit down. 
Um, because it was mostly love coming out of him. Like, one thing he'd be like, your haircut looks funny, but I love you. And so, it was, uh, our first air quotes train wreck. Um, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. And I definitely hope he comes again. Um, I hope maybe he prepares something before he gets up on the mic again. But I don't. I don't think he will. I well. I know for a fact his girlfriend will not remember it fondly because she was directly behind me, and I could hear her getting more and more embarrassed um, until she was like, "Dude, sit down." He's like, "Um." So, I doubt the recording of him will go up online. Um, if it comes down to a vote, I'll vote that it goes up. Not because I want him embarrassed, but because I genuinely appreciated all the love he was putting out into the room. Um, hopefully, Justin Strasser is able, or one of us is able to contact him and ask him. Um, I would be very surprised if he wanted that out online. Um, him being very drunk at a microphone in a group of people. But, it, it could have gone a lot worse. He didn't decide to take it as his opportunity to talk about the lizard people taking over the United States government or anything. Like, he just, he just spouted loud, obnoxious love all over the room. But we definitely, we had drawn a new crowd. Um, We had a few of our regular crowd members, but not a lot. Um, And I'm hoping that our regulars go tell our older regulars to show up. That our new people tell people to show up. And that we are having trouble fitting all the people in the room in the next few times. Um, It was very um, reassuring reassuring that we had a large a, a comparable crowd to some of our first crowds because the last one we had at Peppers was pretty thin but I mean that's the time of year and we announced it a little later than we normally do so there's that but November 30th is our next one we've got a solid time slot which is the last Saturday of every month 8 to 10 or eight till question marks, because um, we can have the room till one, but um, we ran till eleven, but we can have the room till one. So that's awesome. Uh, I hope that we get to a point where we have to do it more than once a month. That we're bringing in so much people that we just are going to have to split it so that people can split, choose which one to go to. And that would be abs- that would be stellar. That would be absolutely great. And while I miss Peppers, I miss it being at Peppers because it had a very specific feel. And uh, this is not the same feel by any means. 
Um, it's got the same host. It's got the same, uh, like, nurturing vibe. But it's uh, not the same feel, all in all. Um, and, I mean, you can't move from an art consignment shop slash gallery to the basement of a Fraternal Order of the Eagles and maintain the same vibe. That's not possible. But I think we've carried over enough of what made the show uh, unique and entertaining that it's while it's a different vibe, it is not a bad vibe. Oh, I didn't think I was going to be able to talk about my mom for so long. <clears throat> um, go online, um, probably not today, but in the next week or two, hop on. Well, you know what you can do today? You can get on YouTube. Um, you can go to, you can search Mike's No Mic Open Mic. You can go to our channel and you can follow it. Because then you will be notified whenever you log into YouTube that new videos have been posted. And that, there you go. Um, We don't have ads or anything. Well, I mean, we don't have our own specific ads. We don't get ad revenue. There we go. From YouTube, uh, we don't even kind of get the views that would warrant that. Um, But, so, like, I'm not asking you to subscribe for our sake. It's more for your own convenience, just because the way we, we post the videos is fairly sporadic. But, um, I've got to say, I'm going to give my th- thumbs up to, like, all of our performers were great. But we had two standouts this time, and it was Aaron Dews, who is... An awkward guy, but I love him so much. He is so great, and his brand of comedy is so unique to him that the first time he performed, he got almost crickets just because it it was so tough to figure out what exactly, where the jokes were. But now that he's gone up three times and he's more comfortable and the room is more used to... um, his vibe and how his jokes are laid out, um, he really, he was the first performer and he really opened the show up well. And the second props I want to send out to, um, is Andrew Smith. Holy shit. Is that, does that kid have potential to go somewhere? Um, I believe it, it was his third time performing also. And he really, commanded the room. He was comfortable and he was prepared and he was funny. Um, And again, I loved all of our performers, but those two really standed out as the stars of The Last Moon Mom. Um, We had had a, a bunch of people do their first set. We had two girls go, which is great. I would love, love to have it be half and half. Um, to be half 
women, half men performing. Um, I don't think that's a realistic goal, um, just because the cross-section of the comedy community in the entire world is uh, majoritively male. Um, So let alone our little slice of central Pennsylvania. But the fact that we had any female performers, let alone two, out of 13 is great. And uh, it makes me really proud that we're a place where I really am proud of the show we've put together. Um, I feel that anyone can walk in there and perform. The room um, will say that, that if you do something that is not The, the room has good taste so far. They laugh at the really funny people, the people who say stuff that's a little uh, hacky and easy. Um, they don't as much. Um, it's not as nurturing as it was in Peppers, but it's still, we maintain a lot of it. And I just, I think a lot, some of the people that um, we're lost on the crowd a little, need to pull in there and do. They need to keep doing it, and they need to... Uh, because Aaron was very much lost the first time he performed, but this... He was on his third time, first time in the new venue, and he, he knocked it out of the park. He did stellar. So that's really, I feel, that anyone who um, wasn't sure how well they did, I didn't think anyone did poorly. I loved everyone who went up. But the people who um, were left a little more lacking with the room participation, I think they just need to do it more. Which is, uh, I mean, really, that's kind of the standard comedy advice. And uh, while I don't consider myself a stand-up comedian, I consider myself a decent host. Um, So I feel that... uh, I feel justified in telling people, hey, just go up some more. It's fine. Uh, I'm at work. It's my last Monday. Um, I Your next episode is going to release on Thursday because I am taking my last Friday off. Well, not so much taking it off as just my last day is Thursday. So this has been Jeff in Motion. I will see you on Thursday. Um, I'm going to try and make it a good week. I'm going to try and make it a good week. I don't like the place I work, but I'm leaving. So that is something to look forward to. All right. See you guys Thursday. Have a good week.